In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I bear witness that there is no God but Allah who came to us in the person of Master Fard Muhammad. I bear witness that the Most Honorable Elijah Muhammad is his servant and the exalted Christ. And I also bear witness that the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan is the Messiah in our midst. I'd like to greet everyone here in Muhammad's Mosque number 32 with the greeting words of peace. We say it in the Arabic language, assalamu alaikum. And of course, we all know that just means peace be unto you. Uh, okay, tonight we have a special lineup of speakers. Okay, how's that? Is that a little loud? Pardon me. Tonight we have a special lineup of speakers from the student ministry class. Uh, our keynote speaker tonight will be Sister Arian Muhammad. Uh, coming on before her will be Brother Wesley Muhammad. How is that audio? Is that all right? A little reverberation? Okay. Praise be to Allah. So our title tonight's topic is friendships in all walks of life. Okay. So first I'd like to recognize and thank our local student minister, Brother Abdul Halim Muhammad, uh, for allowing our ministry class to speak on Wednesday evenings, including myself. Okay, and also, of course, we'd like to thank the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan for allowing us to come before you, and this is his rostrum, so it's very humbling and an honor to come before the people of God. You are the people of God, his chosen people here in the wilderness of North America. Um, so I would also like to thank you for coming out tonight on a Wednesday night, kind of somewhat cold. It's not as wet it was as it was the other day. Please give yourself a hand for coming out on a Wednesday night. Okay, also uh, for our guests, I think we have one brother who just started coming out this evening, been coming out since uh, last week, Brother Nayiri, Nayere, come on. So we want to thank you, brother, for coming in and submitting to our check procedure. Everyone that comes into the mosque goes through a check procedure so that when you come inside and sit down, you know there's no weapons so that you can sit back and relax and concentrate on the message, right? Okay, and also we want to, um, Thank everyone who's here also for complying with our, our seating order. As you know, as you recognize now, we have the brothers on one side and we have the sisters on another side. That way there's respect and able, we're able to focus on the meeting rather than on the opposite sex, which is there's a natural attraction, of course, between a man and a woman or a woman to man. Okay, all praises due to Allah. Okay, we, we here at Muhammad's Mosque, we want to create that atmosphere of peace and focus. Uh, so whenever you enter Muhammad's Mosque, you'll also notice that we have our own flag, our national. Uh, it represents freedom, justice, and equality. You won't see the United States flag at our meetings. You'll see our own national, which represents our new world that we're bringing in, okay? Praise be to Allah. We believe that Allah, God, came in the person of Master Fard Muhammad, and he has given us that national and a nation. So it's, it's, it's um, If you want to know more about the flag, there is a book called The Flag of Islam that you can pick up in the bookstore. So also, as, as a, you know, our guest to let you know that in the bookstore, you can find Message to the Black Man, you can find The True History of Jesus, Our Savior Has Arrived. There is a, a wealth of information right behind you in that bookstore. So when you get an opportunity tonight, if the bookstore is open, stop by and uh, you know, pick up some books, okay? Praise be to Allah, okay? Tonight's topic of the night, of course, is friendships in all walks of life. And this phrase is found in the Supreme Wisdom Lessons by Master Fard Muhammad to his servant, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, for the Lost Foundation of Islam in North America. It comes from our problem number 13. In problem number 13, you'll find, if you have this book, the Supreme Wisdom. Problem number 13 reads as such. After learning mathematics, which is Islam, and Islam is mathematics, it stands true. You can always prove it at no limit of time. Then you must learn to use it and secure some benefit while you are living. That is luxury, money, good homes, and friendships in all walks of life. Sit yourself in heaven at once. This is the greatest desire of your brother and teachers. So, all praises due to, the, to, all praises due to Allah. So tonight, we will be shining light on this topic, which is very important, of course, because God desires for us to be in a heavenly state. 
and that is mind, body, and spirit. So that's why Pastor Farad Muhammad has come, um, and that is his desire for us. So friendships in all walk of life, walks of life is essential. Uh, we, and we are not, as you know, islands into ourselves. We live in a society uh, where we have family, you have communities, you have neighbors, you have coworkers, uh, community members at large. So the science of having friendships in all walks of life is, is an, again, essential. Because if you're not able to cultivate positive relationships in life, life can be very hard and challenging because no one can do this alone, right? All praises to Allah. So, so most times when we pray for something, as you know, all prayers usually come from the hand of another human being. So if your circle is small, your, your ability to receive those prayers and answer those prayers might be small as well. So it's good to keep a large circle of friends that you interact with. It's good to be kind and give a, a good greeting to your brother and sister, maybe a perfect stranger. You know, you may have something on your mind. You may look at a brother or a sister and just be sitting at the park. You might be uh, taking a walk, but something comes to you. Don't fight it. Share it. You know, engage somebody. You say, you know what I was thinking? I saw you, and I was, for some reason, I saw blue. You know, I don't know why I saw the color blue. And you can take, you never know. Because once you break the ice, you got to come out of your shell in order to be social, right? Friendships in all walks of life might seem a little abstract. But once you engage someone and get used to the art of engaging rather than just staying in your own shell, that dialogue could lead to a friendship, a relationship. Uh, career change, anything it could be life changing, right? So, you know, it's, it's important as Muslims that we speak to people, as a human being that we speak to people, that we keep our, our energy open. Um, <laughs> okay, so our social posture and expression is integral part of our success in life. And it's not always, of course, as you've heard this before, it's not always what you know, but who you know, right? So. I don't know how many of you have had a job where you necessarily didn't know everything, but you knew somebody. Anybody have a connection like that at life in, at any time? All praises due to Allah. So once again, friendships and wall walks of life is a, is a doorway and a key to our success at any time. Okay. 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 How do you treat people? You know, this, that's at the core of friendships in all walks of life. If everybody sees you coming, they go, oh, no, not him. Oh, no, not her. Oh, my God. It's always a downer, you know. But when people see you and you have an atmosphere of light and love and, and, and knowledge, you know, people, hey, I can't wait to talk to him and see what he's going to talk about today, right? And, of course, you know, how you treat people always starts at how you treat yourself. So I just want to remind all the believers, sometimes we have a very hard standard and we're very critical of ourselves. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. So in your own mind, first be loving, be forgiving, and be patient with yourself. That way you can take that same practice and be mindful that you have to do that with the next brother and the next sister as well. Because you will be offended. You will see that you're dealing with a person with their own way, their own approach to life that may be different than yours. So the key to cultivating those friendships in all walks of life is to be like the mountain. So a mountain is great and large, there's life all over it, there's trees, there's rocks, there's grass, and they say in order to be the mountain, you have to allow everything to exist on that mountain. Otherwise, your mountain would be very limited. So if you want to be a mountain of a human being, you have to allow people to be themselves. You have to be a good listener. You have to be able to, to discover what their talent is, what their love is, what their passion is. It's not always about what you want to do. It's like, let me go out today and be a good listener. That's an art and that's a science. Let me listen to other people and empower them on their path. Because it's not always about you going to someone else and having them empower you. It's, always, always, it's also about your ability to be a medium for God for them. As a savior, as a Muslim, as a traveler in life. No matter who and what you are. No matter what your, your um, orientation may be, right? Life is give and take, right? All praises due to Allah. So the Honorable Elijah Muhammad teaches us to settle on the best part of each other. So no matter how much you may see somebody as corrupt or dysfunctional, there's a God inside of them. And it's our job as a traveler, as a martial artist, so to speak, to find a God in each other. And that can be difficult sometimes. So when you start to be irritated by another person, you have to stop and say, let me get out the way and let the God in me accept the God in this person, right? So, you know, it's a constant journey because we always are, if you're in, unless you're in a cave somewhere, 
you know, you're going to be on the job or you're going to be working with your customer or your client or school, you're always going to have to challenge yourself to see things from other people's perspective and walk in their shoes in order to be successful in having friendships in all walks of life, right? Okay. Okay, so, you know, we should strive to have richness in our lives, to have laughter in our lives, to have love in our lives. So we all have to be holistic in our own approach. You know, don't wear black all the time. You know, wear some yellow, get some red, have some color, right? You know, and that's how our personality should be. You know, it's like, what kind of energy am I going to resonate today? You know, what am I going to put in my voice? Am I going to put some gold in my voice today? Or put some, you know, how am I going to greet somebody? Assalamu alaikum. You know, how are you going to be an instrument? And how is your music in your atmosphere? What are you going to build on your planet, right? Oh, praise is due to Allah. Um, okay. Okay, so we all are here involved in this class that the Honorable Minister Louis Farquhar set up called Self-Improvement, the basis of community development. So, ooh, that is a journey. So many people get into a comfort zone and no longer want to even work on themselves. they they rather just say, this is how I am, this is how I'm going to do it, I'm not changing for nobody. Accept it. And that's not going to work if you want to have friendships in all walks of life, right? So we constantly have to re-examine ourselves. The, the minister said the self-improvement process is self-analyzing, self, well, no, excuse me, self-examining, self-analyzing, and self-correcting, right? So we're constantly working with that triangle to, to uplift and, and cultivate the God within ourselves. All right, praise be to Allah. Okay. The other day, man, let's give it up for Brother Eliab Rashad in the premiere on, on Saturday. <laughs> praise be to Allah. That was quite beautiful, right? Muslims came out the next day, or brother came out, I came out, the sisters put together a dinner, right? Dinner was, was, was delicious. Um, I left the mosque, I was feeling good, you know, it had been raining, the road was wet, you know, I'm driving fast with the Afro bees playing, feeling all nice, you know, I'm in the zone. And when I'm driving, I look to the left and I see this homeless sister bundled up at the bus stop. And it's like, dang, I saw her this morning when I was leaving. So I said, huh. Turned around, parked behind the bus stop, came out, introduced myself. I said, you know what, sister, I'm brother such, you know, such and such. And he said, our sisters today at the mosque, they put together a delicious meal. You know, I want to share one with you. I got one for my father, I got one for you too. And I got this delicious ginger hibiscus drink. Would you like it? She was like, yes, I want that. So I gave it to her and I said, I got a final call for you too. It was, and she was, she lit up. She put her hand out, hand was rough. She had been on those streets a long time. And who knows the last time she actually touched a person physically, mentally, spiritually. So we engaged, she was dark chocolate. I said, where are you from? She said, South Carolina. I said, what, you a Geechee girl? She's lit up. I said, yeah, my father's family gullah people on his father's side. So, you know, she lit up, we talked a little bit. And then I said, okay, and I left. And then um, felt good, you know, because friendships in all walks of life got to come out of your comfort zone and out of your pattern and reach out to our people reach out to a stranger. So the next night I left FOI class with Brother Jameer, saw her again. I had just bought the cinnamon roll. I thought I was gonna destroy that thing, right? I'm about to tear this cinnamon roll up. I saw that sister, I said, okay, let me, let me, let me make a, a U-turn again and talk to her. We talked to her for a second and gave it to her and got on our way. So with that, friendships and walks of life, we're gonna bring on our next speaker, a brother who is very talented. He facilitates our Friday Juma. Prayer. He's a, he's a brother. In, he's been studying. He's still a student. He's still a young man. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, "You don't live, learn how to live till you get 75." So we all are babies. So this man is an electrician. He's been a, a minister. He, he's done a lot of things in the Nation of Islam. So he's going to come up next, and he's going to touch on our topic of friendships and all walks of life. Let's bring on our brother, brother Wesley Muhammad. All praises to Allah. In the name of Allah, the beneficent, the merciful, we give him praise and we give him thanks over and over again for 
his intervention into our affairs and the personage of Master W. Fad Muhammad, the great Magdi. We thank Allah for his coming. And if I live to be a thousand years, I can never thank Allah enough for his coming and raising from among us a divine leader, teacher, and guide, his exalted Christ, the Messiah, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad. And we thank them both for reproducing themselves and they are now embodied in one who is walking in the footsteps of Jesus. Their representative to us today, I speak of none other than our honorable minister, Louis Farrakhan. In their righteous names, I'd like to greet you all, my dear beloved brothers and sisters, in the greeting words of peace. We say it in the Arabic language, as-salam alaykum. How's everyone this evening? Praise be to Allah, to and fine and giving praise and thanks to Almighty God, Allah, for the gift of life. You know, we're deep into 2024, and we thank Allah for being able to see a new year, for there's many that did not see a new year. So we thank Allah for the gift of life and everything that comes with life. For Allah and his infinite wisdom, when he created us, he already had set forth a universe that had everything that encompasses everything we need to be successful in this life and in the hereafter. So we thank Almighty God, Allah. Our subject matter today is friendship in all walks of life. And Brother Seth was, took out the Supreme Wisdom book, which really is the basis of the phrase friendships in all walks of life. The Supreme Wisdom book was given to us from the Honorable Elijah Muhammad due to his correspondence with his Lord in answering certain questions. The book starts off saying that this book was really given to us to really lay pressure on our minds of the many errors and mistakes in the past and in the present. So the, when we studied this book, we are really going through that examination analysis that Brother Seth was talking about. The ultimate benefit from that should be that we have a corrective mechanism that we form within ourselves not dictated really by anything outside of ourselves. We have to be willing to examine and analyze ourselves and then the byproduct is correction. Because hmm? most of us, although we're humble, <laughs> I have to leave with a little laugh, we really chafe at correction outside of ourselves. Let's say we can be wrong as two left feet but we still don't want people corrected us. <laughs> Praise be to Allah. So we're engaged in self-improvement, which is the basis of community development. I led into that because friendship in all walks of life is determined by our ability to be self-correcting according to the nature of Almighty God, Allah, which is the nature of ourselves. So we're really made to incline toward all that is good. Our interaction in this environment we have been put in called the world makes it very difficult for us to accomplish that task. So we have to build our will up to be able to withstand the onslaught of Satan in his world and remain true and exact to the will of Almighty God, Allah. So the basis of our submission to the will of Allah really determines the altitude and how we really uh, reach certain heights in this world. So our friendship in all walks of life really comes by virtue of how much we want to invest ourselves into gathering all that we need within self to really be able to submit to the will of Almighty God, Allah. The Supreme Wisdom, problem number 13, explains it like this. After learning mathematics, 
which is Islam, and Islam is mathematics, it stands true. And you can always prove it in no limit of time. Then you must learn to use it to secure some benefit while you're living. And then we get into luxury, money, good homes, and then friendships in all walks of life. So the benefit of learning Islam and mathematics is we get all those things that make life preferable for us. Now we say, well, some, we can get some of those things even if we're not right. But are they long-lasting? Are they perpetual? Islam wants to lock us into the framework of being right because that is long-lasting. That is perpetual. That's infinite with Almighty God, Allah, if we only engage sincerely in the practice of Islam. Well, why mathematics was introduced into that? Mathematics, if we define it by Webster, is a science. It's really the science of the manipulation of numbers and symbols to arrive at a definitive conclusion to a problem. So is Islam. You are given rules, laws, by which we are to utilize to really secure some benefit for ourselves while we live. Now, the, if we would look at it, most of the things that are pleasurable to life, we lock as being materialistic. But Islam really gives us something far beyond the materialism. Matter of fact, if we study what is seen or unseen by Almighty God law that is hidden in Islam, it gives us the ability to get all of the materialism that will be long-lasting and perpetual. So mathematics equal Islam. Now friendship, I just wanted to really define friendship a little bit and I, I have, have been exhausted all of my time. Because sometimes, you know, friend, sometimes we have to define the terms. You know, there are some things we know or don't fully really know the definition of, not unless we kind of study them. And uh, we may have our own definition, and we should know by now some of the things that we are defined nowadays that are, or are defined, are not what the original intent was or the definition was when that word was created. So sometimes you have to go into the, the uh, older dictionaries really to get the true definition of what that means. Because if you study the supreme wisdom, most of those definitions gonna come by virtue of what is not really the definition nowadays. The definition of things have morphed and changed according to the wheels of how those powers that be want to define them for you. So you have to look into the etymology of the word, you know, and find out what was the definition when it was created. It'll give you the date when it was created, right? So really the obsolete form of uh, definition of friendship is aid, help, and assistance. Now, if we look at that, a one who is a friend is one who aids, helps you, and assists you to really go about the things in life to really enhance ourselves to be a reflection of what Allah had intended for us to look like when he created us. That's a true friend, not an enemy not one who is hostile, but one who has a sincere concern for your well-being. Hmm? That's a friend. The Quran said Allah is the friend of those who believe. He takes them out of darkness into light. That is your Lord, Allah. So a sincere friend is really have a sincere concern for your well-being. 
they look into your circumstances and see how they can aid you to grow and develop. Hmm? They give you help when you need it. Uh, not be a crutch, but sincere help. Hmm? So one of the sayings say, if you give a man a fish, he'll eat for the day, right? But if you teach a man how to fish, fish he'll eat forever, right? So a sincere friend gives you an ability to go about life in terms of how you can formulate and do for yourself and secure some benefit for yourself while you live. Is everyone all right? So we want luxury. We want to live a life of ease. But really, to, for that to be perpetual, we have to understand there's a difficulty factor that is attached to everything of value. Hmm? And since difficulty is ordained, there is no success that is not really preceded by a difficulty. Most of our success lies in the fact that can we hold on through those difficulties, right? Till we reach that goal. And sometimes that goal can be right around the corner and we abort it due to the difficulty we are facing. But that is how a law gets the best out of us, huh? Is to put us under trial. I know my mom used to say, you know, she didn't give us a whole lot of things. We had to earn them. Yeah, we had to wash blinds and <laughs> do all that stuff. <laughs> far beyond your chores and she gave it to us by virtue of us earning that she said see when you earn it you would have a more of affinity toward it than if I kept giving you everything because I know my children uh, when we used to buy them gifts and uh, I would come home and the stuff I bought them would be out in the trash can when I get home <laughs> and I'm like didn't I just buy this for you? They done tore it up already, right? And then they looking for daddy for what's the next gift? Well, I say, when you, you well, by virtue of what I see, <laughs> the next gift, you're going to earn it. Maybe you will have a different attachment to it by virtue of you putting some sweat and blood into earning that versus me giving it to you. All praise is due to Allah. Money is just a means of exchange. And sometimes they say we have to learn the value of money. Because we as black people, our economic power is beyond measure. So it's not that we don't have money. But what we do with money is the telltale sign. See, we would be the 14th or 16th uh, richest nation if we pooled our resources together. So as money is not the problem. The most unobliged promise says our problem is a spiritual problem that necessitates a spiritual solution. So I'm going to break it down there. Uh, but Allah says that he is our friend. And uh, the most honorable Elijah Muhammad writes in the message to the black man that he is our friend as well. And Allah has raised him as our friend that has a sincere concern for our well-being and his sacrifice in his life for over 44 years for the resurrection of you alive. Thank you for listening and may Allah bless you as I greet you in peace. Praises due to Allah. Let's give it up for our brother again. Give him a hand. Good teaching, good teaching. Wednesday night, self-improvement. Ah, we are preparing for our sister Arian Muhammad. She's over there. Sister Arian is in the student ministry with many talents. She has a beautiful voice that's going to resonate through this, through this sanctuary in a few seconds. She is a mom. She's an artist. She's a rapper. I'm sure she's a poet, because I'm sure she writes some of those beautiful songs. I saw her rock the mic at the Macy's event. It was a fashion show for young girls who came out, and the MGT showed up in the beautiful colors, 
And when the MGT showed up, it was like a, 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 a fresh air blowing through Macy's. The whole place perked up and people were looking. The presence of righteous men and women can never be underestimated because you are striving to be in accord with Allah's will and people feel the power of God when they're in your presence as long as we stay focused on Allah. So let's bring up our sister with a round of applause to take on this topic, friendship in all walks of life. Praise be to Allah. Assalamualaikum. to Allah. In the name of Allah, the Beneficent, the Merciful, I thank Allah who appeared in the person of Master Fadid Muhammad. He appeared July 1930. And I thank Allah for raising up the most honorable Elijah Muhammad for us, from among us. And I thank Allah for his magnificent helper, our absolute friend, warner and guide, and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. And their three holy and righteous names, I greet you all in the greeting words of peace and paradise of Ice Salam Aleikum. So I hope that our spirit is high. If not, I hope it is by the time we leave. Because we have a savior today. And I think, you know, before we begin, can we please give another round of applause for Brother Seth and Brother Wesley Muhammad. Praise be to Allah. You know, um, I'm a little overwhelmed to be able to stand before God's people and bear witness to his coming, and I'm grateful to be in the ministry class. And I pray that Allah uses my heart to convey something useful for us tonight, because at the core, it's all about love. All about love. And so, I would like to thank our dear brother and friends to the Minister Abdul Halim Muhammad for allowing us to bear witness on this rostrum that belongs to Minister Louis Farrakhan. You know, I believe that his spirit to urge us forward in our faith is a demonstration of the friend that we have in Allah. I do. And to a lot of what um, Brother Wesley said, it was just such great um, introduction for what I've been studying and what we want to present today. And so that's Allah. Praise be to Allah. And so speaking of being a friend, um, I believe our dear brother, um, our dear brother, student minister, um, Holly Muhammad, he's been such a good friend. He is a good friend. He's a friend. He is. And in the truest definition, I've known him before um, the post assignment. I can bear witness. I'm giving my testimony. But ministry requires sacrifice. We know that. Ministry requires sacrifice. Um, the Latin root of the word minister is servant. And Brother Wesley talked about etymology. So the root of minister is servant. It is also a person acting under the authority of another. This is minister. In the context of a verb, it means to attend to the needs of someone. Now, I don't know about you, but I came here with wounds in these doors. <laughs> Coming from out of the world, and we come from a people that have been wounded. And I believe that we are in need of healing. Are we in need of healing? No matter what intellectual level, what level we are on society, um, we all need healing. We've all been wounded, and we need a friend. Indeed. And so I wanted that healing. I wanted to touch the hem of his garment. In Matthew 9 and 20, it says, just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, if I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. He said, take heart, daughter. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. But today we know that a mystery won't suffice. Like a bop on the head or being pushed down on the ground and saying that we've been healed, that won't give us what it takes, right, to solve our problem of coming closer to God. 
So mysteries today won't suffice. So like the woman, it is our faith in the one who solves our problems that will cause us to get up and run to touch the hem of his garment. So I thank Allah for these teachings. We find answers. We find answers in our seeking. I can bear witness. Can you bear witness that once you seek, that's when we find answers? In this darkness, I had to learn, again, like our dear brother Wesley said, you have to learn how to submit. Walking in darkness for so long, carrying things on us for so long. Now, I was um, listening to a lecture from the Honorable Mr. Louis Farrakhan called The Concept of Allah, I'm telling you. And he described Surah, um, the bee, okay? And he was talking about how just like the bee goes and takes nectar or pollen from each flower, the best part of the flower, the Holy Quran contains all of the best of what the prophets of Allah has given us. And it is now a medicine. And the minister talked about how we may have medicine. Like, and I have an experience with this, where they say that um, this is not new, or the prophecies, or these things, Abraham, Moses, and, well, it's not new. We were actually in a, in a hospital with our son. Unfortunately, there was a, um, a case, a false case against us, and we had to be there with our son. Our son was taken from us, and they wanted to experiment on him. And so the doctor came in, and they wanted me to stop nursing him. They bound his hands with bandages so that he would not take out the tube that was forced down his nose. It was traumatic. He was 11 months old. I told the doctor, in the Holy Quran, we can nurse. Allah says, we can nurse for two years. Oh, that was written 1,400 years ago. A Muslim doctor. So I can bear witness when the minister says it. Oh, you may say, oh, it's not new. But he was speaking of it in terms of you had the medicine but you didn't have one to apply. You didn't have a doctor to apply it. And the minister is the doctor on the scene today applying the medicine of revelation. Praise be to Allah. And so we find answers by seeking. And in our moments of trial, usually we turn to Allah. We could, right? You have two choices. You could turn, you know, go for what you know, which may be something to smoke, something to drink, something to watch, something to eat. But the medicine is pray. Pray to me and I will answer you, right? And so we seek these answers. But another thing, like tonight's title is, we seek friendship in life. I know I did. In school, you want friends. You want to have a connection. But then when we come into these teachings, we find that there's, uh, I'll say this, like love, friend is a word often used but not commonly expressed to the depth of his meaning. We use the word love. We use the word friend. That's my friend. This is my friend. I love you. I love this. I love that. And so I guess that's why we have the song, you know, by Houdini, friends, how many of us really have them, right? Yeah. <laughs> ones you can't depend on. <laughs> and so, but we know that Master Father Muhammad wants to change that for us today. And so uh, we go into the problem book. He said in the problem book, for us to use our mathematics, which is Islam, to secure friendship in all walks of life. But we have to ask, you know, why is this in a problem book? Everywhere we turn, we know there is a problem. We know that. We are taught that struggle is ordained. In the Holy Quran, Surah 5 and 35, it says, O believers, be mindful of Allah and seek what brings you closer to him and struggle in his way so you may be successful. Again, that's Surah 5 and 35. Now, we all come face to face with problems in our relationships and how to get the best out of our interactions. We know the world is full of dysfunctional relationships, you know, I know the hour is dark because 
Throwing people under the bus is the order of the day. I don't have to name names, but throwing people under the bus is the order of the day. Um, the slandering, the, the murdering of character, it is the order of the day. You are almost, you stick out like a sore thumb, bringing light and positivity. And it's only gotten worse over the past few weeks, months. It just gets worse and worse. Now, today I saw, um, I peeked on social media, I saw a rapper, Little Nas X. He says that he's releasing an album that will match your depression. People were commenting under it, saying that we're trying to get out of depression. But you know, and there's another thing too, uh, um, he, he was, um, depicting Jesus. You all seen that? Have you all seen his depiction of Jesus with makeup on and a dress? Yes. Just making mockery. People are upset about that too, but that's just the low vibration that they're throwing on us. I have to say this. There's one thing when the public is saying, this is madness, but then all of the um, industry Talking heads will say the magazines and the platforms are steady pushing it on, pushing it on. But the comments under the post are like, this is ridiculous. This is blasphemous. Uh, we're canceling him. You know what Billboard is saying? He's not canceled. You're going to buy this album. We're going to go along like ain't nothing happening. Because they're not going for the woke. They're going for whom all they can get on the level of filth and darkness. I thank Allah for a light. And so, in all of these relationships and dysfunction that we have, so be it, you know, parent and child, teacher and student, businessman and clients, pastor and congregation, citizens and governing bodies, in all of these relationships, there are dysfunction. And in all of our interactions, we can still find ourselves needing a friend. So, and that's our subject today. I want to read again Problem 13. It says, after learning mathematics, which is Islam, and Islam is mathematics, it stands true. You can always prove it at no limit of time. Then you must learn to use it and secure some benefit while you are living. That is luxury, money, good homes, friendships, and all walks of life. Coming after the learning of mathematics. Now, if I would tell you that you had to learn math in order to ascend, how would you feel? Would you think algebra, geometry, calculus? Yes, yay. <laughs> the minister done something very powerful. He did this, he said. Rhythm is mathematics. And math is all in us. You know we are people of rhythm. And so if we ride the wave with Allah in our nature, we can be successful, right? And so the minister in his magnificence, he broke this down a little more in the science of numbers delivered in 1985. Minister Farrakhan stated, mathematics is the most exact of all sciences. When you understand mathematics, you can take everything in the physical world of reality and put it on a spiritual plane for numbers are symbols. The symbol is not the real thing. It is the conveyance of the real. It means, it is means by which reality comes to you. So problem 13 is where we find the master telling us to learn mathematics, which is Islam, to secure benefits, luxury money, good homes, and friendship in all walks of life. The minister broke down the number 13 in problem 13. He says the one stands for God and three stands for trial. When you put God in front of you in trial, then the base is laid for your foundation and development. He said, you're not ready until you withstood some trial. The one and the three together produces four, which is foundation. After trial, foundation is laid for great spiritual development. So I know we can bear witness that once we achieve a victory, we have a new awareness. We can do new things, right? So now I'm going to go into a Holy Ghost moment. 
So, seriously, <laughs> I'm going to tell you that the minister said in the concept of Allah also that the Holy Ghost is when you've been wrestling through the dark of the night with a problem and you get the answer and a light comes on in your mind. That is the Holy Ghost. So we can say that as Muslims. Okay. So a Holy Ghost moment. Now, I experienced this recently with my car accident. Um, just going through a very intimate part of my life that involves self-analysis. Just bearing witness that it, it is the absolute truth. I suffer from forms of anxiety, issues of um, self-worth. Now, the anxiety I couldn't pinpoint, but you know that, now we, we study um, Dianetics, the minister, I mean our friend gave us, pointed us to Dianetics, which is a technology, which is the science of the mind. And inside of that technology, we find words like aberration and engram. Aberration is when something is not, not rational, it's irrational. So when you're behaving in a way that is not rational, you can say, okay, you're aberrated, right? So I had no rational explanation for my anxiety. I learned that my family members have suffered from it and it seemed to be passed down. Sometimes we can look at our family members and, and see the traits that we adopted or took on. And I always wanted to get to the root. And then the horrible issue of self-worth or, or, or lower self or not feeling like valued, right? Even though we, we are in these teachings and you always hearing the black man, the black woman is God. You're God. Every time I look, uh, when you look in the mirror, you're looking at God as a black man or a black woman. So that's the contradiction, right? And so I got to a point in my life, especially as an artist, where people are constantly saying, you're this, you're that, you're great, but girl, where's your album? Why you're not finishing it? Why you're not doing this? Why you're not doing that? This one is blah, blah, blah. That one is blah, blah, blah. Now don't tell that to somebody with anxiety. <laughs> in the concoction where you're already not feeling worthy. Again, irrational, because I can't pinpoint why. Now, this is very transparent. I said this before, but you know, we are living testimonies. We have to be willing to go certain places. Um, as a child, I, it was like maybe 11, I was 11 or 12 years old, and I, I had a feeling that I didn't want to be on the planet anymore. I just felt like it was such a tremendous burden. I, I felt like if I were to go, no one would miss me. And so I, I, I tried it. Um, I know my, you know, you know th th things like this breaks your mother's heart. You know what I mean? But it's very real. Now, Fast forward to today, after years of struggling off and on with these impediments where I could sit down at a computer and produce things, um, uh, music and whatnot, but I may not be able to do an album. Something might say, any excuse would come up, you know, in my own voice, and I will obey it. But this is years and years and years of not being able to complete projects. Anxiety. Now, I got to a place in my life where I said, I'm gonna go ahead and try auditing from the actual center, right? And so I, I go and, and one of the things he told me was that, okay, that's a courageous act, right? When you're willing to go ahead and confront and say, I need to change, you know? 
because you have to step outside of what's in your mind that you think is your voice. We tend to, we have thoughts. Whether you say, well, I'm hungry. Well, you're going to go and get something to eat. Well, if you're anxious about a thing and you stop doing it, you kind of follow that same mindset. So anyway, got to that point. Now, mind you, I have to go before that. I started praying more. I went to Allah first. I went to Allah first. And I was praying, you know, repeatedly, repeatedly. And we found out with Brother, I think, Imam Sultan, about, you know, prayer. When we get up from prayer, we go seek the answers to prayer, right? Or, you know, the answer comes to us, but we go seek. And so this is a part of my seeking. So I go and I leave. And here's a man coming straight for me, crashes into me. I thought, I didn't know. I said, Allah, if it's my time, because when I saw the headlights, I didn't know what to expect with the impact. Because I only had about three seconds. I'm, I'm looking at him coming at me. And you can have a whole lot of thoughts. I see what, what people say when your life flashes before your eyes or something. Because you, have, you can have so many thoughts in just three or four seconds. It's almost like time maybe slows down maybe a little bit and you're thinking, oh, Allah, if it's my time, is this it? Okay, if it's your will, then you're thinking, why is this man coming at me? Why, this makes no rational sense, you know? Boom, the impact. People helping me and whatnot. They said, man, we need to get out the car. It's leaking and yada, yada. They help me, you know, take me and, and walk me over. But then the moment comes where I am at home in the darkness of my own mind and my own thoughts. And like I said, this is transparent. I, here comes that thing again. It says, Allah, in that moment, I could have been gone. Just like that, boom. But I'm still here. And that 11-year-old came and said, how will it be, you know, if I was gone and God had mercy and just took me away from all these problems? And I sat with that. But family, by the grace of Allah, I was able to say, I think that this is an engram I've been trying to get to. Because it's not rational to ask Allah for, have, you can have mercy on me by taking me, just taking me. It's not rational. And so, when I identified it as such, it took me some time, but I felt a tremendous release of energy. And it was, it, now I can stand and say that because of my seeking and praying and running towards the solution, Allah answered me and took away something that has been plaguing me for years. That's why I'm so excited about what Brother Elio Rashad has done. Because he brought to us the master and demystified the process of God coming to help a people laden with problems and wounds. And we got to look again at the book, Supreme Wisdom. Look again at the Holy Quran. Look again at us in the Bible. God is real. And we can take this mathematics and solve the problems in our life. That is a friend. That is a friend. 
So I thank Allah. And so, I don't think that's not me buzzing, is it? Okay. I just want to make sure I land this right with the, the time we have left. You all, are you all all right? I didn't take the vibration down, did I? No. <laughs> I didn't take the spirit down, did I? Mm. And so, I just wanted to say that the, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, he said that in, these are impediments. There are impediments that keep us from closing the gap between ourselves and Allah. Yeah. Lack of faith is one. Things like envy, um, um, lust, and he, he gives them to us in the study guide. And so I said, you know, if I can see myself as God sees me, or if we can't see ourselves as God sees us, there's a disconnection there. Thank you. Oh, oh okay. There's a disconnection there. So it means that, you know, we are not in agreement. So have you ever seen people who are in disagreement or arguing, or just disagreement? You know, how, how do they communicate? One person says a thing, the other person rejects the thing, right? And so we find too, again, in this, this science that we've been given, in communication, there are three components to be met, right, in order for it to be actual communication. So you have affinity, reality, and the act of communicating communication. When one is not present, it's not communication. So affinity, according to Cambridge Dictionary, is close similarity between two things or an attraction. So if I disagree with God, I fall out of affinity or a close similarity. I'm not in the same reality where we're taught that Allah God is the only reality. And in prayer, we communicate with God. Do you know when I was suffering from my anxiety and all these depressions, it was hard to pray? I couldn't communicate. So that bears witness I wasn't necessarily in a certain affinity. I wasn't in the reality. I wasn't communicating. I couldn't communicate. Couldn't communicate. But I know this because we're studying these teachings. I always want to just always lay that base of how powerful it is to actually read and study. It wasn't until I really desperately wanted answers and to change my life, I started picking up these books. Because I saw myself in self-destruction. I saw myself changing the youthful appearance that I had. I saw the stress creeping up. You <laughs> say, when you look in the mirror, the Ambalaj Muhammad said, you know, when you look in the mirror, you know, every time I look at a black man or woman, I'm looking at God. So we can look in the mirror and see God, right? So in looking in the mirror and seeing deterioration, knowing that we have this beautiful teaching, I said, okay, Arian, got to do something. Have to do something, alarm. And I have to say that during um, the pandemic and the minister, I, I don't know about you all, but have you, the minister during that time to me, just maybe it's me, but his words and what he says are almost like they're more potent. It's more potent. So I would listen, I'm like, I feel changed by a word. I'm like, he's taking this to another level. He is speaking a word and casting out demons just by talking. You know? I would encourage everybody to um, watch um, the 90th, um, his 90th birth anniversary where he talked to us. Oh, my Allah. Allah is giving him something. It's almost like I'm giving my all right now. You know? And so as I heard that, that was probably my first kind of coming back, right, to self. 
right? Because when we join Islam and we join these teachings, we have this new life and new energy, but the struggle, if we don't take our trials right, we can go down, go down, and go down and we find ourselves lost. Well, we know it's the truth. These teachings are real. Islam is mathematics, and mathematics is Islam. I'm beautiful in my head, peas. Ain't nothing like the MGT class on the planet Earth. I know where to go on Saturdays. So you know all these things, but you may not have been able to conquer a certain trial. So there you go. And so as I saw the minister with this, what I call new energy coming off unto me, I said, we're getting closer to his departure. If you're going to wake up, you better wake up now. <laughs> I'm telling, this is my self-talk. And so the point is that we have a friend. And when we climb up the ladder of resurrection, we have to attribute it to the fact that a friend came to us in our time of need. So I want to read, in closing the gap, Brother Jabril asked a marvelous question of Minister Farrakhan. He asked him, what is friendship? And Minister Farrakhan, he said, the Christians have a song that they sing titled, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. So to understand friendship, one must understand how Jesus lays down the true meaning of friendship in the words that he taught in the life that he lived, and the things that he did that proved that he, as the representative of God, was and is a true friend and represents the true friendship of Allah God. So Jesus, in this way, sets the standard by which we measure friendship. Many of us are associates. Many of us have some degree of camaraderie but a friend is far different. To study the life of the man in the New Testament that is called Jesus the Christ, we learn that friendship, friendships start with the willingness to sacrifice yourself to do something of value for someone whom you love. To study to prepare oneself to deliver another is a supreme act of sacrifice and friendship. And so as I said in the beginning, how we know that our, like our brother Halim is a good friend, right? He's, he's attentive, right? He's in the ministry. Ministry is to tend to the needs of others. Minister Farrakhan is a friend, right? And so he says, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught us that Master Father Muhammad studied 42 years of his life to prepare himself to come to deliver a people that didn't know him didn't want to know him, didn't really care. But because he knew, he cared enough to sacrifice his life to create a bond of friendship with the people who were friendless. He came to North America by himself. That's to tell us that a true friend is not looking necessarily for company to do something good for someone that he loves. Now, I said earlier I was looking um, for friendship, but we all look for friendship. And I was finding myself, my husband bear me witness. I'm like, you know, you seem to have lifelong friends, right? You know, I'll keep to myself in a shell and all these different things like that. I attributed it to like music and engineering stuff. How maybe nobody, you know, wants to hear that, or deal with that. <laughs> right? And so, but no. It's just that friendship is on a whole nother level, the real definition, right? That's what I'm saying. The minister also says we have to be careful today how we use such a term as my friend. If we identify the coming of the Mahdi as the supreme act of friendship and his raising of the honorable Elijah Muhammad and giving him the example of a friend, and Elijah Muhammad sets that example for 44 years among us. And we would do well to limit the use of such word. 
You can't even say that among Muslims that we are friends because there are too many hypocrites among the believing community. So take Allah. Allah is only Allah and his messenger. That's what he's saying. So Allah is only Allah and his messenger. Well, we know those two. They have given us a supreme act of friendship. We know the Quran is right, where it says only Allah and his messenger are your friends and those who believe. But the question is, who are they? So in such a time of trial as this, let me read it right. So in such a time of trial as this is and the sorting out that is going on, soon we will be able to unite believer with believer and we would know that the believer is the friend of the believer. I got a lot out of this. I thank Allah for Brother Jabril and closing the gap because we need to know what a friend is. And we need to have confidence in this process that Allah is taking us through to where at the end of this, we will know our friends and we will have what he promised, friendship in all walks of life. Thank you as I leave you in the greeting words of peace and paradise of Aisalaamu Alaikum. All praises due to Allah. Please give Sister Arian another round of applause, nice and loud. Man, our sister brought it. All praises due to Allah. What do the Christians say? What a friend we have in Jesus. What a friend we have in the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, right? All praises due to Allah. Oh, man, that was good teaching. Friendships in all walks of life.